I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. I was uh, walking up the street and uh, over by the McDonald's. Yeah. And uh, you seen that guy that just dances like he ain't got no care in the world? Which one? is about 10 of them. Is there- <laughs> <laughs> they all dance. It was ha- hardcore rap, though. It wasn't, like, okay. it wasn't like dancey music. It was real. And he was just acting it out. And he was just had a little speaker and a yeah. little phone on it. But I was just like, it's just, I mean, I wish I could just get a just an ounce of that confidence. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going, like, it's just like nothing, man. It's zoned in. Yeah. I'm, I'm always distracted on stage. I see somebody, you know, with a stupid face or whatever. I get all sidetracked. That guy don't care, man. Yeah, no, he don't care. No, he ain't uh-huh. having no meltdowns. No. Like, he's just focused on the dancing. And it's a tough crowd up here, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's people, a lot of dancers. they like, listen. <laughs> I, I did the move better in '84, son. Oh yeah, that's what they say. But he's uh, he was like lip syncing, and I don't know. It just made me laugh because it was just like, whoa, what happened? Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's my cart. I have so much stuff over here that pop. I I think my grandmother's spirit isn't here because this happens a lot. Really, I hear all kinds of stuff and and pops and stuff, and the cats be looking crazy ever since yeah. she passed. It's weird. Yeah, that's, that sucks. You doing okay with that stuff? Yeah, I'm doing all right about it, you know. I mean, I got to watch my grandmother for like six months before she passed, so we got we had time to process that. And you know, at, at towards the end, even though it was very sad for us, we didn't want her to go. It was very much about like, if you're ready to go, you don't have to stay here for us. Yeah, you know. So time for them to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my stepdad was like that. It was like he was, you know, he had cancer and then he had. Uh, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. So it was like, yeah, he's he's tapped out. Like, yeah. He's yeah, 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 yeah. What else could go on? Yeah, like yeah. he's he's ready. Right, like, right, he's right. Not, he didn't know what's going. You know, and it was it was tough. But you know, what was weird about it was like he he got kind of I hate to say this, but he got nicer when mm-hmm. he when he got like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I actually got along with him better. Yeah. When he got sicker. Because when he was, like, fine, he was, like, you know, a little judgy and said yeah. some sarcastic shit about my comedy or whatever. But once he, you know, started kind of losing his mind, he got nice. Yeah, because he, he forgot sweet. he hated you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I saw my mother with my grandpa. I'm like, he forget that he hasn't called us heifer in years. Because <laughs> he forgot we heifers. <laughs> Okay. It's weird because then you're kind of like, that's, you want to, you know, you feel like some things are unfinished, you know, yeah. you want to like reconcile, but then it's like, nah, man, he likes cookies, so just give him cookies and yeah. you know, makes him happy, and then that's it. You have a conversation about cookies, and then it's done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he's, yeah, he passed, and I think it was, it was, it was good, you know. My mom did the best she could for a while. Yeah. It's a good way to start a comedy podcast. Well, there's comedy and all of that. <laughs> it I is. Mean, there really is. I was telling my mother, my grandfather, He's he has dementia. Mm. He's blind. Oh, my God. And he's in a wheelchair. Oh, no. And it's like, I mean, like the number of things that's popping up, but it's so much comedy yeah. that's happening with us because when we have to get him out of a car, yeah. He's still a big, strong man. Even though he's thin, he's tall. He's like he's powerful. So if he yeah. decides he ain't trying to get out of this car, yeah. we got to get his ass out the car. Yeah. You understand? And so by the time 
bystanders come walking by, they think it's uh, elderly abuse. And it's like, no, we just trying to get this fool out the car. It's like, because he's strong. It's like, yeah. he's also fighting us. Sure. So it's like, you know, it's the weirdest thing because sometimes I would look at people who take care of people who are handicapped or whatever yeah. or elderly and you yeah. go, why are they moving them so rough? Why are they doing sure, and it's, sure. you got They got superpowers sometimes. Yeah, I think that we are quick to judge sometimes. Like, yeah. You know, why are you speaking that kid? You don't know what that kid did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know. <laughs> That's true. You don't know what that came out of that kid's mouth or yeah. like some shit it stole at the store. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, you got to be Shit. Careful. My grandfather was blind, yeah. but he knew how to land the right hook. I'm telling you, we done had to dodge plenty of fists from him. When he decided oh, yeah. he want to get up. Oh, yeah. You got to be ready to go. Like that old man's strength, you know. <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood, you know. Yeah. He still kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great to uh, see you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a good, good. while. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to uh, I'll Leave You With This. Yeah. The, the show with Dustin Chafin. Um, my special guest today is oh, sweetheart. Um, somebody I've known a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, wow, your credits keep rolling in, baby. You're doing good. <laughs> I know. I said the credits keep run, rolling in, and then I see the money keep rolling out. <laughs> Comedy Central Half Hour, yeah. just did Fallon again, yeah. like uh, all kinds of cool stuff going on. Yeah. Yamanika Saunders. Yes, Yay. thanks for having me. Thanks for being with me today. <laughs> this is fun. Um, yeah, man, it's like, you know, it's funny. It's like I always root for people that mm-hmm. like I was kind of there in the beginning for, but then it's like, but you miss them, you know? Yeah. Like I miss, I miss coming out of the office at Greenwich and like seeing you sitting there just knitting a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have you on stage, but it's like, that's what I miss the most. Yeah. It's just, you just like all in your head and just going on, but that's what kept you out of it. It was yeah. just like, you had to be yeah. like, just now when I came in, you had to be sweeping. Like that's, you always got to be moving. Moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always got to be doing something, but we had a lot of fun. I do. I yeah. miss those times too, you yeah, know, and that's fun. the thing. Yeah. It does take us away from each other, but then we get to come back and reminisce. Sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny because it's like, once you start tasting success or good things start happening it's like i feel like it's all kinds of things start happening with people mm-hmm. your relationships change i feel yeah. like with you it's probably i'm sure like a lot of people that weren't as nice to you before or, yeah. or now they're like hey yamanika you're like yes. fuck you and yeah. your head you know? yeah <laughs> like, i was talking about that last night <laughs> it's, it's super annoying to me yeah. because um i remember when i did a stand up for diversity audition and uh-huh. this was like one of the first auditions that I did, this probably my almost 10 or 11 years ago, right? And I remember not being one of the comics that had a booked appointment Mm. and I had to stand out on the line. And I saw all these comics that were going in, they had booked appointments, and they, but uh, some of them would stand out in front of the line and kind of showboat, right? Like, yeah. oh, you know, talking, or, yeah, but I got an appointment downstairs, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, kind of, there are so many comics that like having like, comics who don't have anything or younger comics like look up to them and eat off of them yeah. and like vibe off of them so and i'm the opposite yeah. you know um way because you know i think some people come up and they they're like oh hi and they're looking at me and i'm just like oh that makes me even more co- uncomfortable yeah, yeah, yeah you looking at me like that or coming up to me or talking to me more about the things that i'm doing than actually want to talk to me about what's going on with me oh yeah you know yeah so um 
but there's a there's a fine line between that because I don't want to be an asshole sure. and be like get the hell away from me because yeah. that's not my nature anyway. But sometimes you just go, I wish I wasn't here right now. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I wish there were not ten people trying to talk to me at the same time yeah. right now that I barely know. Oh yeah, it's stuff like um, well, you were it's you know I feel like you lucked out a little bit that you got sick for some of these. Uh, these uh, comedy parties. <laughs> you did like a call in on your I Skype. Did, did, that was did, did. way better <laughs> than actually being at the parties yeah. and being yeah. all uncomfortable and stuff. <laughs> but I think, but it's weird because it's like once you start getting successful, then there's fake people. And then the people that were in your life, mm-hmm. then they start getting a little weird with you too. Because yeah. they're like, yo, why don't you call me back? You're too big for me now. Like you yeah. feel like you're an NBA player or something. And yeah. like you got to feed the whole family. And it's just like this weird dynamic, I think. Yeah. I think with the friends that I've had, um, that may have seen me move forward. Yeah. There's two two types. Yeah. There's friends that that I had that probably did not really believe in what I was doing, right? Because I'm a little reckless and, oh, yeah. you know, loud and yeah. and all, you know, unprofessional when it comes yeah. to con- you know, I'm not oh, I'm not I, polished. I know. You know, <laughs> you I'm better mention poli- me in that yeah. speech. <laughs> you get that gold statue. Well, you know, I just go on stage and I just I just yeah. do, and so people go, well, the, where's the structure in that? Oh, sure, how you know, sure. it doesn't follow the format. So when they see someone like me, and they, yeah. it's kind of like, well, how did this happen to her when I follow all the rules and mm. what it took to get somewhere? Sure. Sure. So I understand the resistance on that. And I have a few people who are like that and just can't be around me. Yeah. It's more they can't be around yeah. me than me trying to distance myself from them. Yeah. And then I have the other people, other friends of mine on the other side who are just like, well, everything's great for you. And everything is this and this. And I'm just like, yeah, I've been blessed. Right. And I've had opportunities but i am not kevin hart you know what i'm saying like i'm still looking for gigs i'm still trying to put myself in places i'm still trying to get a show you know it's just a a million things i'm just the only thing that has changed about me is my knowledge of the business because of the things that i've gone through but i have not changed as a person oh yeah and i also think like on social media sometimes it looks like we're doing more amazing than we are sometimes like people don't know what things what they actually pay you for things right people have no clue (laughs) right (laughs) after like an agent or after a thing yeah yeah, you get like five grand in your pocket and you're like what yeah that is special what are you talking about yeah people have no idea they don't have no idea that's why (laughs) i don't post because i'm my lawyer follows me so i'm like let me not post up anything saying i got the check from this thing yet because you know she's like oh you finished taping that thing i'm like yep here come a bill (laughs) well that's that had to be kind of like a discipline that you had to learn on your own is not being too boisterous online with every little feeling that you have. Yeah, I mean, I to, think to with... To be professional, you got to keep it in a little. I do. I do keep it in. But at the same time, there are people that like the wild, crazy, sure. like honest. It's And it's yeah. more just honest. I yeah. don't have a filter. I, I try to be honest. It makes me feel better yeah. as a person. Because when... You know, I am somebody that broods and sits down, and if, if I'm not doing something right, it bothers me. Oh, yeah. So every time I'm honest, even if it doesn't look good, the honesty that I'm giving, I feel a release and a relief, and I'm like, good, that's what I where I want to be. Yeah, I mean, out of all the, the shit list you don't want to be on, I think Yamanique would be my top five. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want you angry at me. <laughs> and very seldom do I get. I get annoyed. I'll get like. I'll get very direct in terms of like. Um, 
challenging, right? Because okay. I feel like everybody is entitled to their opinion. Sure. And um, there's very few things that make me go, I, I hate you. Just, but that's also because of the Christian faith, you know, yeah. with me. And it's like, God says don't hate, so I can't hate. But I may really, really not like somebody. Yeah. You what know? kind of self-help have you done to kind of work on yourself a little bit? Well, I started therapy. Oh, nice. Great. Which, you know, I love, my, therapy. My, I love it too, but my family is like, my mother's like, don't be telling them all your business. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them everything. That's how they get you trapped. And they know where you live. They know all your business. And then next thing you know, you're in a sci-fi movie. You can't escape. You know, this is my mother. Like she always, she, my mother sits down and watches the first 48 yeah. true crimes, anything with somebody dying at the end. My mother loves it. And then she comes back to me with all this stuff about yeah. how I'm about to be murdered 17 different ways so she thinks my therapist might possibly murder me yeah. he's taking in like information about me to use against me uh, oh, later down yeah. you got a file on you <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because it's like um you know my therapist is the comedy therapist like he's the oh guy. we all have the same oh is he the same guy too i Al think so alan oh, okay yeah 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 but <laughs> Yo, we gonna have to kill him. No, for real, because how much does he? I'm like, there's no way the amount of comics I see coming in and out of there. I'm like, he's got to be trying to kill himself. That's hilarious. You know, it's funny. It was I was one of the first guys that went to Allen. You started it, it I all. Kinda, there was another guy that's got John DeBellis way back from this comic strip or something. Older guy. Okay. And he became friendly with me and my crazy ex, the redheaded lunatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like he, her and I did like. Uh, couples therapy or something and then I ended up going on my own and then I talked to uh, Robert Kelly about it because okay. he was talking whatever and I said yeah he's a great therapist and then he started telling everybody and then it just kind of started becoming that like got it word yeah about. and it just like, so many people see him and that's what's funny about it because like therapy is this place where you kind of a little safe zone mm -hmm. you go in you don't really want to see anybody you yeah. just kind of want to work on your shit and as soon as you open that door some <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> It's like you just worked with, yeah, or yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. you talked about him in there, like, and you're just like, oh my god! And yeah. you're like, and it's so funny when people see they haven't seen you yet, and they're like, oh, now everybody knows, and they just you totally just think they're gonna be t telling everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I saw Gina Brion, you know, or yeah, whoever. Yeah. And it's he was at like, Gina's wedding. Was he? Yeah. Oh, that's I was like, what are you doing here? And we like cut the rug for a minute. That's so funny. Yeah, it's but he's a nice guy. He came to my my first time I did uh, the Showtime thing. He came. I had a screening at a party, and he came to like this girl's apartment. And oh he was my just god! Sitting he's there so with, cool. Sitting there with his wife, and everybody's <laughs> chain smoking, and he just <laughs> sat there watching me do my five minutes on Showtime, and it was like the most amazing thing. Yeah, he's so supportive. Yeah, I like but, him a lot. Uh, but yeah, but you know what it is too. When you go to therapy, it's like it. We are a special breed. Like, there's mm -hmm. nobody like the, to get up here and do this and do it. N not just when it's going well, but yeah. to do it when it sucks. Is yeah. a, it's it's nobody. Very few people could do this, and so you have to understand that mindset. And I think a lot of people, when they start to kind of focus in on comedy and they don't know much about it, they mm -hmm. try to textbook us. Yeah. They try to be like, oh, you know, you need attention. Your parents didn't did it. It's all the same bullshit. Yeah. Where he's just like, you start talking and he knows the same fucking people we're talking about. Right. And he'll be like, oh, Estes, oh, yeah, she's been like that with this guy yeah. and this guy. You're like, what? And so he understands the world, yeah. you know, which helps. Yeah. Doesn't it does. trivialize it, you know, just make it something that he read somewhere. Yeah. So I, I like, I definitely like going in there and the connection. I went, I had a, this was whatever day we had the big snowstorm. 
Okay. And I called him the night before. A lot of stuff was piling down on me, and I was like, I need an emergency. I got to come in. And yeah. even my mother was like, well, maybe you should call that man. What he doing? Cause, yeah, white man doing? Yeah, because my, my mom is like, you know, she, my mother understands comedy because she used to do comedy very briefly, but she used to do comedy. Oh, wow! And so she's always like, "Well, you're not gonna kill yourself, are you? You're not depressed, are you?" Like she call, <laughs> she calls me that, and like she's listening to. Me. And so I went, I went in to see him, and just a lot of things had gone down. And I said, "I just need to talk." And I went in and talked with him. And we just, it was very simple, sit down. And then I was so happy when I left there. I walked through Central Park in the snow, just me and like 70 white people making snow angels. I mean, it was not, <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to say black and white this, but black people ain't out in the snow making snow angels. It's not, no, no, it no. was so many white people out there, I could yeah. barely see them. And um, just, I just felt so free and like yeah. alive. And like, I like, yeah. I like having those clear spaces, you know? Well, that's what it is too. And one thing I like about him is, um, I think. Well, I think most comics should be in therapy. You know, mm -hmm. it just it, it's too it's too negative of a business. Yeah, like it's a it's a great thing to be able to do this, but it will take you down. Yeah. So you got to have some like a like a corner man. Yeah. You need Mickey in the corner. Come on, rock. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna eat lightning and shit thunder. Come on, you know you need somebody in your corner, and that's yeah. what it is basically. It's yeah. a cup man. And uh, but one thing I like about him is sometimes it'll be something as simple as, hey, Dustin, write two hours a day. Don't leave your chair. And then I'll do that. And then I'm totally not depressed right. because my brain is active. I'm at least trying to do stuff as opposed yeah. to like, why is it this guy, this guy getting this? And why is yeah. that guy getting that? It's like I'm just doing the work going right. and as opposed to whatever and I think that's that's what therapy does it range you in on the simple things you can be doing or sometimes you do you just need to talk yeah you need to talk about a relative or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever so I think yeah. it's uh no it's good it's so funny though that he's just like you know I mean it's he has so many of us everyone it's I, like I when he goes we shot. all gonna be fucked up yeah that's that's for real <laughs> <laughs> that's for real I always whenever I hit the buzzer I'm like please answer uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> every, every week I'm like come on and I'm like okay everything's okay but then okay. he takes that break in August and I'm like this oh, is when yeah. you know everybody's having meltdowns that's because hilarious. it's like August we all like running around looking crazy okay so you've been seeing him a little bit if you yeah know, yeah yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I said oh you can't go nowhere I'm, it's like I gotta <laughs> I gotta recharge, bitch. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I want to bug the room next time I know you're gonna be in there. <laughs> oh, all I do is sit there and talk about fuck boys and weight loss problems. I mean, his. <laughs> sometimes I go in there and try to outsmart him. Oh, that's funny. Because I'm like, listen, I already know what my problem is this week, I and too, yeah. here's a rundown. Right. And so, don't tell me nothing else. What else can we figure out? And he's, and then by the time I tell him that, he's like, that's all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if we could self-analyze ourselves, we wouldn't <laughs> fucking be in there. Right. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really interesting how you just start to kind of like, and you don't realize you're getting better right. when you do therapy. But yeah. then you look back and you're like, okay, because my thing is reaction time. Like I have a tendency to just you are too. You're you you can be a hothead. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And it's sure. Just like yeah. that 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 knee jerk to like someone disrespects you. I have a disrespectful situation. Like I always feel like people. 
you know, comics in general, because, mm-hmm. you know, the position I'm in, I yeah. feel like nobody sees me as a comic when I need them to. Yeah. And, like, I'll be at a club, and someone will go, hey, I'm about to go on stage. Right, 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 like, right. hey, uh, can I get Greenwich? I get a spot at Greenwich? And yeah. I go, motherfucker, I'm next. Right, 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 right. You I'm, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have, that's a problem I have a lot. And I'm just like, I just want to murder somebody. And yeah. I end up going off on them, you yeah. know? And I'm just like, dude, what, what would make you think this is okay? Right. You know, it's like, you're not, you're not even getting paid. Like, you're just hanging out. Like, watch right. me as, as a comic. Right. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah. Instead of sitting there they trying to therapy. get something from me, you yeah. know? But that's the thing with the generation of comics coming up, where it's like, you know, there is this quick thing that they think they can take yeah. to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, I mean, you've been doing comedy and, you know, then you got quit for a second and then, like, not sure yeah, what was happening. I and quit then, for, like, a second, yeah. like, a, a serious second, and then I was homeless. Like, it was a mess. But, you know, I said, you know, around the time, like, I moved here 17 years ago, okay. and I was already doing comedy in L.A., but I don't even count that time because, to me, starting comedy in L.A. is... <laughs> Yeah, you're so, you know, it's like every six months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. not only that, it's just like sometimes the audiences aren't real because everybody feels like they're auditioning for something, even when they're in the audience. Yeah, you know, they yeah, like yeah. don't know who's around, and you and you need people who are connected to not to just be themselves in yeah. the audience. But you know, when I was dealing with uh, all the stuff of growing up here and and yeah. getting into comedy, it was just it was different because we didn't have all these things that these kids have now, you know. With the like VH1 has a show, MTV has a show. Yeah, yeah there's Fuse, there's all these different networks. They looking yeah. for comedy, looking for content, and so a lot of cats who are like not even really ready or haven't been in the game that long. They're getting opportunities, and then other people who are around the same age or the same level of years in with them yeah. think, oh, I'm supposed to also have that. When it's yeah. like, yeah, but motherfucker, look forward and see how many people ahead of you yeah. can be filling in these slots. You know, So I think there is an, a, a sort, of, sort of entitlement sure. for some of these comics, and I think a lot of them... I think they think because the way they discuss comedy and they roundhouse about it, yeah. that they've, you know, sort of elitism in this comedy game that they understand that they don't. No, that, I think you've made a, a great point. I feel like, yeah, this, is, this is shitty of me saying, but I feel like access is bad for comedy in a mm-hmm. lot of ways because they run out of comedians mm-hmm. and then they're just searching for the next guy and yeah. a lot of these guys they, they've they got seven minutes they've never been on the road no they've never they've never passed a club they've never you know and it's just like they get up and maybe they can have a decent show in front of you know that yeah. crowd because it's kind of you know they're expected to kind of laugh and stuff but it's like i don't think that helps you that much you know because no. when we started it was just like there was you know it was letterman and Tonight Show, and, yeah, you know, it was very that was few. it. Yeah, it was very few. Things and a lot of reality television that had nothing to do with any comedy yeah. at all. You know, they were using celebrities for certain things. And, and then Last Comic Standing changed everything. Did it, it yeah. changed everything? And yeah. then you know, things just with social media, people want content all the time, which is you know great for us. But it's like also some of these people don't need to be providing content. I was I was just talking to the comic. I, mean, I can't mention the show because I ain't trying to burn them out like that. That's okay. They're required to do 15 minutes of material. And it's not the Netflix 15, because I don't want people to be like, oh, where's the Netflix? It's not the Netflix. <laughs> They're required to do 15 minutes worth of material on on television. Yeah. And came and hit me up and said, oh, I'd like to know, can you tell me 
how to bring this act together. And I was like, bring what act together? And they're like, what a 15 and I got, I'm like, motherfucker, you ain't got the 15? <laughs> how the, how you get, how did you get this yeah. without the 15? Yeah. That's ridiculous. This is what I'm saying. It's yeah. a no, there's no the check and they... balance anymore. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I want this person. They hot for whatever thing that don't even make any sense to this. That's so funny. I remember one time uh, I got this. Uh, I was in a comedy class and uh, I'd met this guy in the class. And I was pretty good in the comedy class because I was kind of already kind of doing comedy, like busboying and getting spots mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was better than everybody in the class, but everybody in the class was horrible. Right. So it wasn't like <laughs> and they weren't there's was no com- nobody in that class that went on to be a comic. And so it was just like and there was a guy in the class who really liked me. Right. And I was I mean, I literally I was probably so maybe five months in okay and five months in all right and this guy and then he's like friendly with me and then he calls me up and he's like hey i got a gig for you i go a gig he goes yeah road gig he goes it's new year's eve i was like yeah it's awesome he's like okay i was like okay you know i didn't know anything and right it's like, like yeah okay so what you're gonna do you're gonna uh it's in it's in the poconos and it pays like two or three hundred dollars or something and he's just like so you gotta do 30 minutes what no 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 30 minutes they could do some dancing and then you do another 30 minutes and i was like Okay, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> my head hurts. My head hurts right now. So I, I, I accept this gig, right? And I'm like six months in, all right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is awesome. And then I remember telling ever, all the comics at New York Comedy Club back in the day. And then there was this guy, Brad Trackman, who's one of the managers. He was kind of my mentor and stuff. And he was just like, he's like, yeah, uh, you know what? I'll lend you some jokes. You can give me a little bit of money and you can mm-hmm. borrow these jokes. <laughs> so, so I could fill the time. Right. Yeah. So, so he literally gave me some of his act for that night. Yeah. He had to give yeah. you a lot of his damn yeah. act. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> can, no, no, don't give me the joke. Can I borrow the act? <laughs> but it was the weird. Looking back, I was just like, that's, first of all, good for him being a cool dude. Yeah, but yeah, I would, yeah. I would never do that. I'd be like, yeah. you can't use my fucking joke. Right, right, right. Give right. me the gig, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it was horrible, man. I remember, and my parents flew in. Oh and, no! And we and rented a car and drove me all the way to the Poconos. And I, at that time, I wasn't cowboy yet. I was more like uh, Eddie Vedder, grungy looking. So okay. I had really long curly hair and had like a tuxedo shirt that was unbuttoned and like you know (laughs) (laughs) like a shark tooth necklace you know that kind of thing and uh and these and i go in and it's all these like uh russian like jewish people and they're all like just in the nines tuxedos and shit they're like you know and i just look like an idiot i'm walking in their hair all crazy and stuff and i got up there and this is the best part they started the dancing Mm -hmm. so everybody's having a good time it's new year's eve everybody's dancing and then all of a sudden like they just stopped the dancing. So okay, we're gonna stop. They might as well just said we're gonna stop having fun right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and well, we're just gonna bring up the comedian, that weird guy in the corner that everybody's wondering why he's here. Mm-hmm, he's gonna mm-hmm. come up and just bomb for like nineteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I got up there and it was just horrible. And then, and then I remember trying to remember Brad's jokes mm-hmm. and then just fucking them all up. Mm. And just saying them all wrong and all this stuff, and then my my, my stepdad, and he's filming the whole thing, just laughing right, right, at me. Right. You know? <laughs> so, but it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things where I wasn't ready, obviously. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I used that experience to know that it'll never be that bad. Right. Like I can, I can kind of grow from that. But it was horrible. It took me forever to get. They paid me half and like fucked me on money and all this stuff. 
But I remember just, uh, and it's in front of your parents, which is the worst part. Yeah. It's like, and then they're, I'm like, yeah, I want to be a comedian. And then they see that and they're right. like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Well, so I'm like, come back in a couple of years when I kind of got it yeah. down. Did your you parents know? ever see you like younger in comedy? Yeah. My mother used to take me to Mike's. Oh, Mike's. Yeah. My mom wow. used, to, used to take me to Mike's uh, at the comedy store. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I did my first showcase at, at the comedy store. My mother paid for the class. I took okay. it with Sandy Shaw. Um, and, and but my mom used to sit up front and just it would bother me because I and she and, and would tell her the one about the other thing and I'm like what is going on so I would tell I said to tell her, I said you can't I don't want you there anymore that's hilarious you know this is not my first day of kindergarten that's you know hilarious. like you know I don't need you coming that's so in funny. And, tell that one about <laughs> no remember that, not that one she literally was doing that not that one remember what you was telling me in the car and I'm like oh my god this is like this woman's crazy and then it was a long time before i would let them see me it was yeah. like many many years and then when yeah. my grandmother finally saw me my grandmother yeah. you know she saw they all saw me get booed on showtime of the apollo so Ooh. they really you talking about <laughs> <laughs> they was like uh, <laughs> you really ain't going nowhere you know what i'm saying like because that's like a black staple showtime of the apollo so now black people don't like you so you're gonna really have to whiten up your act and hope you sammy davis jr your career somewhere i mean like my grandma was like, well, you know, the Lord said, what did he say, grandma? You know, it's like, what did he say about this? Is it in the Bible? Me bombing at Showtime of the Apollo. But, you know, I, I made it through. And I think with the humiliation of that, once that went out, that was my, my, my whole family's first chance to really, you know, what's she doing? Because the minute people, you know, you get into comedy, People who don't understand comedy, they go, oh, you think you're this, you think you're that. It's instantly when you decide to do something that's not typical, people start to think you think you're better than them somehow. Not that this is a gift that you have or a talent or a desire you have. It's I'm doing this to show that I'm better than you. And so when um, my family, my extended family saw it, oh, they had a feels day. They really did, and I could never live that down. No matter what I did, I couldn't live that down. I didn't live that down until I got on Meredith. Wow. Right. And then it was like, oh, yeah. now we see, okay, yeah. okay. And that was, yeah. and then, and then it was very important to me because, like, I have done a lot of things that have been like, you know, commentary things or sure. like talk show stuff. Yeah. And I said, if for me and my career, it's very important for me to continue to be a stand up. Yeah. And to show stand up because I know some people do stand up as a ends to a means of getting into the acting world and all that yeah. stuff and then they lay it down. No matter what I do, I still want to do stand up at the end of the day. You can never lay this down. Yeah. I think it hurts so many people. It hurt Eddie Murphy. Like mm -hmm. There's so many people like just don't lay it down. No, don't you lay it down. Do, you can still do, do your wacky movies. And, <laughs> and just, but just people want to see you. Yeah. And it's like a guy like that breaks my heart because I would love to have four more Eddie Murphy specials. Oh, yeah. You know, and to see the, the process of what he's gone through and yeah. grown into. And he had some crazy stuff in the press with the prostitutes. Like he would have he would be a better comic. Yeah. Because of the personal stuff that he'd have to talk about yeah so yeah it's so it's, now i gotta find right. me a prostitute and tell his story <laughs> <laughs> i can't let that story go to waste <laughs> exactly but that it is funny because i was talking about my stepdad being dicky and stuff but but like yeah that's the thing like people would say something like um 
I, I remember talking about it. They were like, you ever been on TV? And then my stepdad would say, yeah, he's on TV if you put a VHS in. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Just stuff like that. And I remember when I got Showtime, my brother was like, well, it's not Letterman. You know, and I'm just oh. like, these people, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And my father, we didn't talk for about 10 years because of my stand-up. I sent him a tape and I was talking about like the way he treated me as a kid and all this yeah. stuff. And it was just like, but it was, it was funny. It really fucked up my stand up because I felt like when I, w- I was headed down this path that was more like about my family and about my life. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like it kind of like separated me from my family. And then when I tried to reconcile and all that stuff, I felt like, okay, well maybe I won't be so hard on them mm-hmm. in my stand up, but it censored something that might've been better for me as a comic, as right. opposed to as an artist. So I think it's like, that's what you got to be careful of too. Is sometimes you're up there and you're like, you can't, like I talked to Lee about this a lot and it's like, you can't give a shit how your family's going to feel about this bit no. or about this story. Like you no. just sometimes, and that's the hardest thing because you, you can don't, give them a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, I wouldn't turn on, yeah. you know, the TV right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's like the radio or whatever. Like don't stay away from any social and anything, anything basically. But yeah, I think it's, uh, but that's a, that's a thing some people have to deal with, you know, comics yeah. where it's like, do, do you talk about it or do you not talk about it? Well, with my family, it's a little bit of the flip. Although my grandmother was very concerned about like the image of, of us. She didn't uh, want me to like make the image bad. Yeah. The, I talk about my grandmother so much. People feel like they know my grandmother and my mother's like, do you have any jokes about me? Right. Yeah, then my dad goes, you don't talk about me at all. So it's like, now I got people trying to like get me to talk about them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that they can be like, I'm like, all right. So now I'm sitting here thinking like what material I got on my mom. And I'm like, and it's not that I love you any less. Cause sometimes yeah. when they talk to me, it's, yeah. it feels like, Oh, they really think I don't, they had no effect on my life or I don't oh, love funny. them. It's just like grandma was doing some wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what yeah. I'm you can't follow grandma. <laughs> You damn yeah. sure can. Grandma's a closer. No, no, yeah. Like, yeah, grandma's a closer. She was buy- actively buying me underwear from the Salvation Army. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. You understand she what I'm saying? She is my half hour special. <laughs> she <laughs> She's the reason I got that. Yeah. I'm sorry, but she is. She's she's 12 minutes of that for sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's like, just slow it down. All right? Yeah, you I'll, know. I'll save you for something else. But uh, that's so funny. That is what happens, too. It's like, they just like, and you know, and that's the funny thing is sometimes family will fact check, mm-hmm. like when they see it. Oh, that's not what happened. Yeah, it yeah, didn't, yeah. It didn't go down like that. Yeah, You're like, yeah, Shut yeah. up, like, dude! I'm on, like, just <laughs> trying to get laughs, motherfucker, in a check. Like, right, right, <laughs> right, right. I, maybe I fabricated us <laughs> right. for a little bit. You want to like, keep getting them boxes from Amazon Prime? <laughs> okay, well, you better shut the hell up. <laughs> that's so funny, but it's oh, like, yeah. and then my and my my dad always thinks my brother should have been the comic. You know, mm. he always is like, cause he's, and then, you know, he's, cause he's like, he always do those joke jokes, you know, always racist, you know, just horrible jokes. Yeah. All that Five. shit. <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> and you're just sitting there going, yeah, maybe it's cause he's doing that shit. Dad. <laughs> it's like, I, don't I don't know. know if, maybe he, yeah. he might be able to work some alt-right events. That's true. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that's, I don't know. It's just always a funny thing when it's just like, but that's the thing is I was the shy one. I was, I'm still shy, you know, I'm still like this kind of, you know, just fly on the wall kind of, I'm just kind of just looking around and if you, if I like you, then you'll get 
all of me. But yeah. if I don't, I'm very standoffish. And I think sometimes it's, I think there's a lot of comics that are like that more than you think. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can be shy. I've seen you shy. Like yeah. And people wouldn't even think to even say no. that about you. No, but no. I've seen it. And I think there's some people that, you know, it's like it just we save it for the stage. Yeah. You know, we that's what I like about it is I like just having a regular life here. And then yeah. when I get up there, I can just be whatever, it's whoever I want. Whoever yeah. I want. Wear yeah. a cowboy hat, get up there, swag around, like do whatever, man. That's what that that's what's so great about it. Yeah. It's like your fantasy life, you know. Yeah. Like where you could just get up and do all this stuff. Say anything you want to say, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's racist for me to ask this, but uh <laughs> What am I doing? Black history month? <laughs> How do you feel about this Monique thing? Oh, <laughs> oh. have you talked about it yet? I haven't. I haven't okay. talked about it yeah. um, because I'm trying to keep my relationship open with Netflix. No, she's cool, um, and Netflix is cool. I'm just more. It's to me, it's more about her, not necessarily yeah. the relationship between. I would never, you know. Yo, no. I. You know what's so funny is something happened today, earlier today, that changed yeah. my perspective. So I'll tell you what my perspective was yesterday, and I'll tell you what my perspective is today. Okay. So when it, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Monique's anyway, because when I got booed on Show Tell Me the Apollo, she was the host at the oh, time. And wow. she, I don't know if she would ever remember this, but she was very nasty to me behind, oh. backstage. She told, you know, I, I want to introduce myself to her so you get my name right. Yeah. She said, tell, tell her not to speak to me. Her name <sighs> is stupid. You know, just oh, yeah. all these things. And I carried that out on stage with me. And I was oh, like, yeah. wow, this is like, you know, and I was ex really excited to meet her because she's from Baltimore. I was born yeah. in Baltimore, so sure. I'm like a hometown girl. Yeah. And I just, she left such a bad taste in my mouth. And my roommate who was out in the, the crowd was like, she was also saying that she was also encouraging people to boo. So for me, um, I was like so turned off from her. I didn't support anything that was Monique. I didn't yeah. go against and speak out against her. But I just was like, I don't want that. I, I yeah. That for me, I can't. So um, when she came on Meredith, I actually didn't even, I stayed in the dressing room because I didn't even want to see her. Mm. Um, and that had been years and years that that had passed. Yeah. And then she had all this, this stuff, the scandal with the Lee Daniels thing. And Did you talk to her at all at, at, at Meredith? Did she know, remember you or um, you say anything no, about it? No, I sequestered myself in my dressing room because I didn't even want to oh, encounter her. Oh, you weren't even her. on the show. I, I was on the show, but oh, when okay. she, it was time for her to come on. Oh. We did the first, we, the panel was on the first 30 minutes oh, okay. of the show. So when it was time for her to come on, we normally pass the guests or we go oh. and knock on the door and say, okay, we take a picture. Like, oh, I got you. We were beasting when Goldie Hawn was there, who was yeah, yeah, wonderful, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, we come in, sit in the dressing room, sounds with me. With her, nothing. It was yeah. total shutdown. Okay. I'm going into my dressing room. I didn't tell people why I was doing it, but I just yeah. didn't want to see anyone be bothered with her. So when she got into all this stuff with the Lee Daniels thing, I was like, why is she doing that? Yeah. You know, and I see it as, I get it. Women from Baltimore, women from Maryland in general will say what the hell they say. They keep it real. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So what she needed in her corner was somebody to say, as whatever you want to really say, say that shit to me, and then we'll filter it and find a better way to say it. Her team is flawed. Yeah. But her team is her husband who yeah. don't know what the fuck he doing. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Her team is her that husband. Fucks up so many people. Yeah, and it's like he has no, and I'm, and this is not here to, to disrespect their relationship, but it's like this guy's managing you. you. Who has he managed other than you? Yeah. And you not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah you've won an Oscar and you've had some opportunities come up and I'm not going to shit on her no, acting abilities absolutely. and things sure. like that. Yeah, I give her respect as an Oscar winner. Yeah. And thing, but you should not have done what you did. And 
you felt justified by doing it. Yeah. So fine. Your husband said that's what you should do. Y'all did that as a team. Okay, so we can give you a pass on that. But then now you go out and you do this thing on Netflix. And here's the thing that bothered me the most because when I saw the video is I want to boycott Netflix on gender and racial bias. And I go, unfortunately, which is already a problem with the industry itself, there is no black woman that's killing it on the comedy scene right now on the level of a Chappelle or a rock. The closest that we have is Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Um, even Tiffany Haddish, who's very popular right now, people don't, nobody knows her stand-up. Yeah. They like her because of the movie she's been in yeah. and, the, and the funny character actor she is, but you don't know her stand-up. Yeah. So when we talk about Netflix coming to Monique, with $500,000 and saying we want you to do a half hour, which is, number one, already five times more than what regular half hours yeah, are getting. let's back that up. Yeah, half hour. See, I right. didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was a half. It was a half hour. Oh, But come that's on. because, like... Who books that? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the... But Netflix is doing 15 minutes now. They're doing yeah. 15 minutes. They're doing half hours. They're doing hours. I, w it, I had to be very careful how I speak because as a I don't want to shortcut sure. the fact that I'm a black woman and I've seen a lot of ill shit in this business yeah. that I've been I've had people tell me I couldn't do certain things because I don't have this and that behind me when I've seen white boys that don't have shit yeah. doing shit so True. I'm like yeah. I understand that but not everything is that we got to be fair about what really it is yeah. nobody's seen Monique do any type of stand up other than the Queens of Comedy I think she had maybe one special I know she did like one prison special nobody remembers that <laughs> not even the bitches that was in prison that watched her do the damn special <laughs> and they was forced to be there yeah, they you can't leave you can't they, walk they, nobody walking <laughs> right oh, no. And, and and you know like you know i don't want to like i have a girlfriend i was talking to who was a comic i don't want to throw her name out there because no, i'll be but don't. she said Sorry. something that was so hilarious she was like don't nobody want to sit there and watch monique walking from side to side in the lane bryant 20 size 22 <laughs> talking about yes hey baby hey i said yeah it's gonna be 20 minutes of hey baby child. i'm like so that's half the half hour right there with you going, baby, honey, child, suckle lamb. And then, so, but it's like you not killing it in the streets yeah. now. I could argue with you if you said they asked you to do a Netflix movie yeah. and they offered you 500000 because you are an Academy Award winning actress. Sure. You should get a mil, two mil, yeah, or whatever. Act, but sure. not on no stand-up tip. Sure. No, Some more has more cred in stand-up, yeah. even though less people know some more yeah. and the stand-up her tours are selling out all over the place sure. she was like one of the top tours in like uh 2000 something yeah. like she was killing it so monique no you don't deserve five hundred thousand dollars. but monique because your team is only your husband right and maybe a few other yes men why don't you go back to them and say let me get 1.5 mil and i'll do a half hour because yeah. da 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 da, and then if they don't want to give you one point five mil, or they want to give you go to Hulu, good, go number one, go somewhere else. But number yeah. two, be quiet. Why would you? And I understand it. Trust me, I'm not judging her from a place of not understanding. People have said shit to me, and I've been like, "Fuck them." 
yeah. right? You don't want to give me you you mean to tell me the amount of credits I have, and somebody telling me I can't have this thing when I don't seen this bullshit ass person get this. I understand it, but yeah. what I try not to do is I try not to open my mouth and say shit out in public because number one, you never know when you're gonna have to deal with these people again. Oh, yeah. Number two, you don't. Somebody else could take over at Netflix and be like, "Yo, you're the, the the thing that they want the most." Yeah. But you done already burnt this relationship. Number three, did you go back to them and say, "Give me more"? Number four, yeah. why would you? This is where she really lost me. You bring in Amy Schumer, which you shouldn't have brought in in the first place, right? Yeah. Because you're now you put yourself, you're a person that doesn't want to be compared to her, obviously, because you've said these things about her. What yeah. did she deserve to da 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 for? But now you've put us, her, yourself in a situation to be compared to her. Yeah. Because you're talking about she got so-and-so and so-and-so and so. She's they, still selling out the garden. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She's selling out the garden. And still, <laughs> yeah. the, people know when they think, first thing they think when they think Amy Schumer is they think stand-up comic. Yeah, absolutely. Then they think girl that's produced her own show on Comedy Central and started her own show on Comedy Central, which is still based in comedy. Girl who's gone out and done comedy movies. and ri- So, like, it comedy, comedy, comedy. Yeah. Nobody thinks of that when they hear Monique. If anything, they think about like what's t- 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 Tummy T doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing Weight Watchers Freeform with Oprah? You know, like nobody's yeah. thinking that. And then you put yourself. And she did a great movie, but it's hard for us to think about that movie. You know? a th- no, a thousand percent. Yeah. Number so. one, ha- ha- most of the scenes in Precious was them running away with chicken in their hand. Yeah. So like that's why I want to see the shit because I'm like, listen, number I can't. You know, what are they being sponsored by KFC? So when you go. Well, how come Rock got this and how come Chappelle? Yeah. Because they're stand-ups that's selling out all over the place yeah. and they've put themselves at that level. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Cat Williams, because somebody also brought this point up, well, Cat Williams, he probably got a lot of money. Yeah, but Cat Williams is one of the top he's urban a, comics out there and favorites. has crossover yeah. appeal. He so does. he's still got a bigger name than Monique. Yeah. Monique's name is not big in stand-up. No. Now, here's what changed my perspective a little bit today. This is exciting. Here we go. <laughs> Wanda Sykes tweeted, I think I saw it on either Twitter or Instagram, and she said, good job to Monique oh, for calling out Netflix. She said, they offered me less than the $500,000 they offered you. Wow. Go somewhere else. Hashtag, mm. I think it was Epix or something, that E-P-I-X, Epix. Epix, yeah. yeah. Um, she said, go there. Yeah. Now, with Wanda Sykes, I can go, wow, they offer her, you know, that's more of a discussion that Wanda Sykes got offered less. It's true. But still, she- that's not a discussion to be had in a business out loud. Yeah. You want to tell your comedy friends. You want to call, if you know Rock, and call him and say, yo, can you help me or be an advocate for me because this is what I got offered. Hey, can I talk to this agent who I know is making money? This is an inner business thing that we can try to figure out. This is not a go throw that out and then make me feel as a black woman, I got to try to stand behind you because if I don't, then I'm not supporting black women or women in general because your shit's not even a black woman thing. If you was popping like that, yeah. then we could say, okay, it's because she's a woman, because she's black. Exactly. No, I think it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's like these are things that should be negotiated before, 
before you go public. Right. Because it's like you might, like you said, you might, get, I feel like it's a knee-jerk thing to just be like, make it some online. And that's her problem in the first place. Yeah. Is she just has a tendency to just like throw her dirty laundry everywhere. Mm-hmm. And instead of, and apparently she's, you know, rough on set and just has demands and all these things. And, and, she, you know. and she may not even be rough on set, but because of how she does the other things she does, yeah. it's you can you believe that quicker than you believe that she's on. I'm telling you, I think as much as I don't care for her as a person from my, that experience, I still respect her as a comic. Do I think she's a, the, the funniest person in the world? I think she does a type of comedy that like, uh, is lim- you know, like it lends itself to whoever the hell she is. I don't think it's really reaching all these heights, yeah. but it's her husband. Well, also, I just, I don't want to defend the enemy. But the problem with Netflix, I'm not, Netflix is a great company. We all hope to be on there. Yeah. But however, I do feel it's kind of like, um, you know, you go to a club and a uh, club opens up and, the, and, you know, the first year it's like it pays like maybe a little bit more than everybody else. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you get, you get a meal and like, it's like, this is a great club. And then after a while the club starts to lose money and they're like, ah, we, uh, we can't pay what we used to be able to pay. Right. And some of that starts happening. I mean, they're in debt billions of dollars. They're trying to like, I'm not saying this is where you cut the money, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying I didn't it know doesn't. Was in debt billions of dollars. Oh yeah, they've been in debt. They're in debt about a billion dollars because they keep producing and putting stuff out without a whole lot of return coming in. That's why our um, our membership's going up. It went up to ten dollars mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So they're trying to. I think there's a lot of management problems happening within that company because it's like because that's the thing is they should have given so much to somebody like Amy in the first place and the fact that but they wanted to get her before Showtime got her they wanted to get her so I feel like that's what's happening somebody's like just get them just pay the money it doesn't matter worry about it later and it's coming back and I think that's why they're paying so low now is because of shit like that but yeah they're having a lot of problems with uh, being in debt but it's a company that's you know still going to produce you know millions of dollars oh, sure. but at the sure. same time it's like it's borrowed time it's borrowed money you know well i think here's what i'll say um in terms of like anything that i do mm-hmm. with, no matter what network you know i've i've done things on different networks that people have been like oh well, i wouldn't have done that network i wouldn't have done this one than that i'm the my first thing is getting my comedy out and my comedy content out. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to sell myself short, but I didn't get in this business to be uh although I love money. Oh, <laughs> let's <yeah>. not let's <laughs> not and and I definitely ain't turning down no 20 no 30 million dollars. Okay, yeah. trust me. I ain't yeah. I, I ain't no martyr. But my first th- thing is can I do something I really want to do? put my content out there and have a good time. And if somebody gives me the platform to do that, and I'll be honest, if Netflix would ever give me an opportunity to do that, yeah. I would be like, please, thank you, yes. Because I know they have a large viewership. Yeah. There's people that can get to know me that wouldn't know me. Uh, Monique could have opened herself up to uh, a, a group of kids, like young millennials that don't know who the fuck she is. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And 
it, you think about the platform and you go, yeah. And then what I tend to do in business is if you offer me something that's something I can't live off of. Yeah. And, and at this point, I don't have Monique's problems of like, yeah. I think I'm a legend and I yeah. need to be paid legend pay. Yeah. It's like if I'm going to commit so much time to a project and make it happen, which means I'm not working on anything else or I'm not having another stream of, of revenue coming in. Yeah. You have to make it sustainable for me to sustain my livelihood during that time. So I would ask for something fair. Sure. And I, but I've been at the level I'm at, we've gone back and we've negotiated all kinds of things. Sometimes you get what you want. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. And really what I think here, the follow through was, did, was there ever a go back and say, give me 1.5 at least? Well, I also think like kind of what we were talking about before, where it's like, I don't think Monique, you know, expected to be in this position in the first place because mm -hmm. It's like, you know, there's certain people that, you know, and I'm not saying it's, I'm definitely not saying it's all her because I right. know a lot of, a lot of people are shitty in this business and we're learning with all these sexual things that are happening and all this stuff. So no telling you right. know, how much more on her side I am, but I don't know enough, but I do know that she probably thought that, you know, she would have this acting career that would just be one after another one. I and mean, once you win an Academy Award, it's kind of, I mean, that's kind of what's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, you just, you go from one movie to the next, and next thing you're working with Spielberg, next thing you're working with this guy, and you're huge. Yeah. And the worst case scenario, you're on TV, and you right. have a TV show. But that's, you know, that's, but that's amazing. And that's, a, and, and now it's like, and also sometimes people treat stand-up like, okay, I guess we'll just have to do this again. And then she's almost treating it like that, but wanting to get paid as if she had just won the Oscar and she's yeah. moving on to the next project. Which it, has nothing yeah. to do that. Oscar don't have yeah. shit to do with your stand-up, baby. It doesn't. It does and, not. And we got to stop. And I think a lot of people do that, too, where they think, oh, I'm doing stand-up and this and that, and it paid me according to this. And it's like, yeah. no, it, it, it doesn't work that way. But more importantly, I think what is really missed is Netflix don't owe her shit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I there's there's a club in this city that I will remain nameless. <laughs> that I work from time to time, <clears throat> and this is not I'm not shit talking them because I no. I like working they little subsidiary club. Trust me. I got you. They won't give me the time of motherfucking day in terms of really coming in there on some legit shit. Now, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's a personality conflict. I don't yeah. know what the thing is. But when I'm around other comics who will, who are also in the same predicament, like either they didn't get past there or they're not even asked to audition mm -hmm. there, and it becomes this like, well, fuck that place, blah, blah, blah. I go, listen. It, is it stupid for me not to be working at this club? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb because everybody that encounters me thinks I'm working at this club, right? Yeah. On a on a on a real basis. But at the same time, this club does not owe me yeah. a spot or any time. Yeah. And um we have to remember that when we whatever you get be grateful. I did not yeah. have to go on Last Comic Standing because the year I went on, they weren't even auditioning people. You understand? Like, yeah. they were pulling names from word of mouth. No, we nobody got to do the thing. So I, whoever, you know, referred me there, thank, them, I, thank you for that. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Now I get on that. 
I was blessed to, to be on Funny Girls. Thank them for putting me on Funny Girls. That show was already ready to go. I wasn't even attached to it. And then God blessed me that I was able to be attached to it. Yeah. Then they used me to promote Funny Girls on Meredith. Meredith liked me, and I'm doing a Meredith video. I mean, like one thing after the other. Yeah. I wound up getting in um, on doing my Comedy Central uh, uh, People You Should Know, or Comics You Should Know, by putting myself on the, on the show, thinking I was on the show and I wasn't even on the damn show. <laughs> so, like, in my life, no one has ever been pushing me. I've never been a golden child yeah. given an opportunity because, oh, we like her, we love her. I've always had to go in and prove myself, and then people go, oh, you know what? I really like Yamanika. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. been an opportunity to come out of, out of no way. Yeah. There hasn't been an open gate. So I just think when we have this idea that you owe me something, yeah. they don't even owe you the $500,000 that yeah. they offered you. And that's not me undermining the fact that it is hard to be a minority and it's hard yeah. to be a woman sometimes in this business. Absolutely. I stand behind that 100%. But in your case, that was $500,000 you didn't have. Yeah. And if you thought you needed more than that, you should have went to them with more. And instead of going out and saying you yeah. want people to boycott a selfish mission on your behalf because yeah. you have no. It's one thing if it happened to you and then you were able to set precedence by saying, yeah. and these other people stand with me because yeah. they also and had If you the go thing. through the right channels, like William Morris can't get you 0.5. You know what I mean? Come on. You know what I mean? That's what they do. But then you, but, but <laughs> then you, be surprised. You through, you but know? be surprised. Oh, I can't work nowhere. Yeah. Wonder why. And not no disrespect <laughs> to her. If I was a company, yeah. I would be like, I ain't fucking with her. This is the second time this bitch done did this shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, bitch, you're going to be at Kroger's trying to figure out how to use coupons because you was fucking around with Netflix. <laughs> shit. Yeah, you want to be in the red box. No, right. <laughs> you be in the yellow box. What the fuck? The black box going down on the plane. Because, like, you know, and, and we have to listen to the recording to see how you what happened to you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. your career is going down, and it doesn't have to be. You got to think. Yeah. It's the thing we talked about when you said we, we get hot-headed. Yeah. And then we have to learn how, like, how to stop that stop thing. Stop for a second. Take a breath. Think about this. Think. I'm putting this video out, and you could, because I've done so many things. I've recorded stuff, like, fuck this business. Yeah. I've written blogs and things. Yeah. And didn't release them. Yeah, they were just, and I have released some that yeah. really backfired. You know, I did yeah. this. I made. I did this whole thing because I used to write for Cringe Humor, and that was a fucking nightmare. And I would just trash people. Yeah, and I would trash TV shows and all kind. And it came back at me, and it hurt me. And so, but then there's times where I'll just like almost do it, and then you know, I have good people in my life, Leah, and people yeah. like. That. I mean, God, Leah saved my ass so many times. <laughs> I'm about right. to call motherfucker. And, and, and hamsters like, too, right? With the, the mice you got probably yeah. in there really shit them out. Oh, Let's the, get out the, the cage pigs? and save Papa. <laughs> no, them guinea pigs, they go. Yeah, them guinea pigs yeah. like, uh, he over there typing again. <laughs> Let's escape. <laughs> Let's start marching on the keypads. <laughs> but but let me just say one thing. And um, I feel when it comes back, you know, to the grassroots of comedy, which is the comedy clubs. And yeah. I, won't, I won't exploit this too much because we're both trying to be careful. But... They're just bars with mics. Yeah. And they really, in every club in the world, mm -hmm. including the Comedy Store, including the Improm, including all the clubs in Manhattan, yeah. they're, they got lucky that Richard Pryor decided to walk in there. Yes. They got lucky that David Tell decided to, to try and get into this place, and mm -hmm. it, or this person tried to get into that club. 
and they just got lucky. Yeah. And they were wise enough to kind of embrace a few people. I do the same. I embrace people. I see some talent and whatever. But I am no means am responsible for the success. It's just right. I'm kind of a conduit where it's like people – you know, that I like and I see something that can go through me or whatever, but it's all just luck with the clubs and the clubs need to understand that where it's like the comics make the club. Yeah. The club don't make the comics. Yeah. And I don't care what kind of fucking club you got. I don't care what kind of reputation you got. I don't care what kind of TV show, what kind of radio thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the comics. And I think a lot of times it's like, you know, we get too caught up in that and a lot of comics and, you know, and a lot of clubs miss it. I miss people. I'm, I dismiss people I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then that person <laughs> blows up and I'm like, damn, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, I got lucky with Pete Davidson, but this guy and yeah. he, they blow up and yeah. I'm just like, well, it happens. And yeah. so people make mistakes. But um, the problem I have is when certain comedy clubs don't have um, this open arms. Yeah. And and but but at the same time it's hard to love comics sometimes cuz they're yeah. fucking annoying. Yeah. And they a lot of them are just like looking Delusional, out for them yeah, and they're drug selfish. addicts yeah. and crazy shit. So there's it's definitely not easy to cultivate, you know, comedians in general. But you said the best thing in the world. They nobody owes you anything. Yeah. You know, you got to I've I've had to work for every little thing I've ever gotten. And um, I remember, you know, just certain things go having the courage, you know, to talk to people. And, um, you know, I remember Pete Holmes was, you know, filming The Crashing the first season. And, and I was just like, ah, oh, this is, you know, it's about Boston. It was like, oh, he was my Barker at Boston. I was like, you know, it's like, I got to, I, I have to be involved in this. I go yeah. this, I mean, I'm telling myself, it's like, you know, and, and then I remember one time I was at LOL and I'm sitting there in the green room and Joey Gay comes in and goes, hey man, he goes, I just did this thing with Judd Apatow and they filmed me doing comedy and I was at the Boston Comedy Club and it looked just like it. He's going on and on. I'm like, God damn it. And then I was just like, and then. And I just texted him. I said, hey, because he had me come down and uh, on set to see it because he was like, this place looks just like Boston because they redid it. And he had me come see that. So I spent a, a moment with him on the set, but I never, ever asked him anything. And then and then I remember I got the courage and I was like, hey, man, um, if, you know, if, if if by chance you need a comic, you know, to like, you know, play a comic, you know, I, I don't have to have any lines. I'll just whatever. Just, you know, I'd love to be involved in this because I yeah. feel this is a part of our history. And uh, he's like, yeah, absolutely, man. And then I heard nothing. Right. And then um, and then like probably about two months later, I get this this text from him. He's like, hey, um, did you ever answer that email? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, the agent in LA has been trying to get a hold of you for like two weeks and they can't get a hold of you. And I was like, and it went to my AOL account and it was oh. all spam. <laughs> and they were like, there's a fitting in like, in like four days and whatever. And I was like, oh no, yes, I want it. What are you talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, and then, you know, I got this part and this little part. And I noticed you, you're on this, this season, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. We're in the Apatow Club. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like one of those things where I had the courage to ask. Mm -hmm. And and it's hard sometimes, especially yeah. with friends and people that you've like have a relationship in the business because you don't want to you don't want to come off like you're just grubbing at them and you're yeah. like they start to get success and you're like hey me too and you know nobody owes you anything he didn't owe me that yeah you know he just you know it worked out and I did ask but if I hadn't asked he probably wouldn't have thought that I even wanted to be right. on it right. and it's like but sometimes you gotta you know take that risk but. You know, but you definitely have to just but work you asked. for it. You didn't yeah. pester. I didn't you know. pester. I just asked. Just asked. And then I almost didn't get it because of my fucking AOL account. Because <laughs> I ain't updated my website. <laughs> so 
I got that <laughs> shitty ass email on there. But uh, it was wonderful talking to you, Yamanika. I had a and, ball. Uh, this was great. Yeah, and a lot of people that listen to this are young comics and stuff. So if you could say something to your younger self, you know, starting out as a comic, what yeah. what what would you? What little piece of advice would you give? Um. One, I would say, relax. Yeah. <laughs> you know, relax <laughs> and slow down. Yeah. And trust yourself. Um, and I would also say, keep going. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know when something may happen for you in this business. Some people see it um, five months in. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some people see it 20 years in. Yeah, you were about to quit every other time I saw you. <laughs> I was like, I can't. <laughs> You go, I'm out of here. I'll leave you with this. I'm leaving. <laughs> That's how we gonna wrap this show. All right, you want to plug anything? You got anything coming up? Uh, Webs, uh, podcast. Yeah, I never know. What's your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is Ranting and Raving with Yamanika and Friends. Awesome. And uh, I'm sure I'll be doing something again on Fallon. Uh, I That's have, so cool. How was that? How was the Fallon experience? Oh, uh, it's great. It's very generous. Okay. A guy on, so what do you, you do? Know, you have like a segment? Or you just uh, yeah, I come in the middle of his monologue. I'm saying he's like very generous. Oh, that's amazing. Because <laughs> it's so his opening monologue where everybody is watching. It's opening monologue and then you just kind of burst in? Well, he'll call me in for whatever topic I'm talking about and we have a banter, him and I back oh, and that's forth. Beautiful. And then I skip off the stage and, you know, it's really funny. It's really sweet. It's a great and, day's um, work. Yeah. And I got some other things that are working. I have a, I, VH1, I'm going to kill them. Yeah. I have a show that's supposed to come out in, uh, it's supposed to be out this month, but now they're saying it's not coming out until April, so I can't even announce that. But okay. you can see me on uh, True TV's Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks. I have awesome. two, dro- two show jokes on that season. And um, just kind of skipping around. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing amazing. Great. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Yamanika here on, uh, I'll leave you this with Dustin Chafin. Check her out. She's amazing. What's your Twitter? At Yamanika? At Yamanika. At Yamanika. Figure out how to Google that, spell it. All right, everybody. Thank you and bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.